Hello and welcome to the Property Investing Australia podcast, where we'll be covering the right way to invest in property without taking the unnecessary risks, how to manage your money, and how to build the right mindset so that you can achieve your financial and wealth building goals. I'm your host, Nero Dambi Pillay. Hi, Nero here from Investment Rise. Let me ask you a question. With the current property boom, if you're looking to buy an investment property, should you even bother doing your research? Should you bother going into the detail of finding out things like vacancy rates and uh, population growth and all those things? Or should you just buy any property anywhere that you can uh, afford, knowing that the odds are you're going to make some money? Well, that's exactly what we're going to answer today. Because there is no doubt that we are in the midst of a significant property boom. I mean, not a day goes by right now that you don't see headlines like this from the Sydney Morning Herald, which goes on to say, low rates to drive house prices up 17% this year. In fact, the article goes on to talk about how ANZ are predicting anywhere from sort of 15 to even 19% price growth, not in the next three to five years, but the next 12 months across multiple capital cities and even many regional uh, areas. So when you see headlines like that, when you see banks come out with these kind of predictions, it can almost feel like making money through property as a property investor is a sure thing. But let me caution you here, because yes, this is ANZ's third attempt, so their third time that they've revised their predictions for property growth, and every time they've revised it upwards, okay? So that choice is a good thing, but remember, 12 months ago, as as I'm recording this, was when we had the coronavirus lockdown. Yes, it was 12 months ago that we were told to, to, st- to stay home, uh, to not go to, to work. And you know it was around about this time that shortly afterwards that the banks came out with some horrible property price predictions. I mean, check out this article from May 2020 in savings.com.au. House prices to drop up to 15% in Sydney and Melbourne, banks say. Australia's strongest housing markets are set to be hardest hit by the coronavirus pandemic with NAB and ANZ predicting double-digit price falls. NAB has forecast a 15% drop in house prices for Sydney and Melbourne over the next 12 to 18 months, while ANZ is predicting a 13% drop. Both banks have estimated an average 10% drop in house prices nationally. And CBA came out and they predicted price drops of 30%, okay? So now, around about this time, and if you've been following me for for a while, when all the banks were coming out and making these horrendous uh, predictions for for price growth, I came out and strongly disputed. I, in fact, came out with with data which showed what happened to the Australian property market in the five years after all of our economic shocks before COVID. So that included the GFC, that included the the last recession we had, all of them. And what the data showed was that property price growth in the five years after a large economic shock on average was 30%. And then I even went on to say that if you were in the position to be able to do so, when everybody else was predicting doom and gloom, 
I said you should be doubling down and you should be going big. And in fact, last year was a great time to, to buy. Now imagine if you'd bought a investment property in, in Sydney or, or, or Brisbane 12 months ago, how much further ahead you'd be right now. Now, don't get me wrong, uh, it's, there's still plenty of opportunity left in many areas around the, the country. I expect price growth to even continue to 2025, 2026. Um, not in all areas, but in, in many areas, yes. But my point is this, if you rely on media headlines to direct your property investing, whether it's your strategy, whether it's you know, when to get into the market or get out of the market, there is a strong, strong chance you're gonna make the wrong decision, right? You need to stop relying on media headlines and instead rely on data, because as I said, otherwise you're gonna get it wrong. But, but how, you might be asking, right? I mean, after all, with prices rising, especially in the house market, not so much the unit market, but in the house market almost everywhere around Australia, then surely it makes sense to just buy something that you can afford, that maybe even close to home, uh, that you can drive past uh, and just make, make some money because you'll make some money, right? Well, let's have a look at some numbers, numbers here, okay? So let's consider a scenario where we have three different people. They each go to buy a property for $500,000. Now, if you go back and look at the data, and as you probably know by now, I'm a data geek, over the last several decades, the long-term average price growth in Australia has been 6.8%, okay? So, let's now go through this scenario. Person one, they're lazy, they just buy anything they can find, they find a property for $500,000. And over the next 10 years, because property investing is a long-term game, over the next 10 years, the average price growth for their property in that particular area is 3%. So that means that their $500,000 property ends up being worth $671,958.19. Or they made a gain of $171,958.19. Look, not bad, right? But now let's look at person number two. Again, they're lazy, but they get lucky. They buy a property in an area that rises at the long-term average capital growth rate in Australia, which is, as I said earlier on, 6.8%. So that means that their $500,000 property would now be worth $965,344.96 after 10 years. So that's a gain of $465,344.96, which is nearly $300,000 more than person one. But that's just relying on dumb luck, right? And then they got, got lucky and they found an average suburb and they still made you know, more than $300,000 more than the person who got unlucky, so to speak, okay? Because both these people are lazy. But now let's look at person number three. Let's say she does her research. She gets some professional help. She has a team of people who are you know, on the ground doing all the research and she finds a property in a suburb, again, priced at $500,000, which over the next 10 years grows at an average of 9% capital growth. Well, then her $500,000 property would end up being worth $1,183,000 $681.84. That means that person three, by doing their research, made a gain of $683,681.84, which is 
over $220,000 more than person number two and more than a half a million dollars more than person number one. Which person would you rather be? Obviously, person number three, right? The difference in capital gain between person number one and person number three was over $500,000. And mind you, that's on one property, right? Person number three could easily have taken the advantage of the extra capital growth she got and the extra equity that she created to then leverage and buy maybe another property or even another two properties, especially if she's buying in the right areas where they were positively cash flowed as well which means her gain would have far outweighed what person one and person two uh, would have made. So what's my point here? My point is simply this, research matters. Sure, person number one made some money, absolutely, and they did better than the people who didn't do anything. There is no doubt that the people who will miss out the most on this property boom, and in fact, any property boom for that matter, are the people who do nothing, who just sit out and, and wait. Okay, so yes, the, the people uh, who buy property are gonna make almost certainly more money than the people who do nothing, but the lazy investors, the ones who invest without doing their research, they just buy something that they think they, they know or an area that's close to, to home, well, they're the ones who are going to miss out because as we just showed, not doing your research and buying in, I guess, a wrong area could easily cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars in capital gain. So does research matter? It absolutely does. And in past episodes, I've spoken about some of the research you need to do, like looking on the, the time on market, is that getting faster? Uh, what's the median uh, price point? What's the vacancy rate? Uh, what's the supply and demand? Like all those key factors, all right? So certainly go back and check out some of those past episodes, all right? But when I say doing the research, don't just then go and rely on you know, some, some free online sites that they give you this, this data for, for free, right? Because with the market moving so fast in many of these areas, those sites are horribly outdated. For example, one of our clients, we recently helped them buy a property in a particular suburb. But because it took too long to make a decision, they missed out on property number one, and they missed out on property number two. And they finally got the, th the third property we, we found for them, right? Now, all this happened in a two-week or 14-day period. Yet, just a little while ago, uh, this client then sent me, a, sent me a link to a particular uh, website, and when I opened it up and he was on the phone at the, at the same time, we burst out laughing. Because on that site, it said that the average time to sell a property in this particular suburb was 211 days. Right? Yet my client literally had missed out on two and had to get their third property in 14 days. So this website was totally, totally wrong. And then when you read the, the fine print, the data was about 12 months old or, or, or so. Right? And things have changed dramatically in many areas over the last 12 months. So you can't just rely on some of these free sites. You're going to have to dig deeper. You're going to have to get on the, the, the ground, see what's happening right now, either or have a team of people who can do that for you. But here's what I can tell you. Yes, we're in a property boom right now, but don't just be tempted to buy something randomly. Do your research, buy in the right areas so that you don't miss out and you end up making the maximum capital gain that you possibly can over the next few years. Hey, it's Nero here again and thanks so much for listening. 
If you found this episode valuable and you think you might like my help to find an investment property, then head on over to nerocall.com. That's Nero, N-I-R-O, call, C-A-L-L.com. Head over to nerocall.com to discover our unique five-step process that's now helped our private client group purchase well over $66.8 million worth of property. And then if you like what you see, you can book in for a property consult with me personally. Either way, thanks again for listening.